It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook and Elliot Shore Parks. Mm. I'm back, buddy. Good to good to see you back. I know. For those that don't know, I don't want to say James almost died this week. <laughs> no, that would but be that would be taking it a, uh, a many steps. You're too far. pretty much the only person I know over the last year and a half that got sick that didn't have COVID. It's unbelievable. I got the flu. Unbelievable. I the flu was yeah. a thing. I was like, sure, I had COVID. Kept testing, nothing, felt like crap, slept for 21 straight hours at it one It is point. crazy. I remember I texted you at one point. You normally respond pretty quickly, and it had been a few hours. And so then I texted Jack. I'm like, is James alive? Yeah, like, yeah. You Good were, times. You were sleeping. I was sleeping. I haven't I had sleeping. the flu in, I think Me the last either. time I had the flu was like maybe like fourth grade. That's the crazy thing. I never get it. I yeah. never get the and flu. I don't, even, I don't get, look, not to get into the vaccine talk, but like I don't do the flu shot every year. Like I just don't get it. Right. Like I just, I've never got, yeah. again, not since like fourth grade. Yeah. What's it like? The flu? It, yeah. It's like tiring. Yeah. yeah. I was run down, mm. uh, cough and congested. Was really what it was, well, and, and a little bit of a fever. And all so that. we were mostly to... mostly like rundown, cough, congested. Like a sounds rant. terrible. But like you know, your face feels like it's like a thousand pounds. Although of you look like you lost weight. Do I really? Yeah. See, I guess side, you probably side benefits, not much right? of an appetite, right? So, no, yeah, I eat very little. I'll over have to catch a the days. flu like a week there before you my go. wedding. It's a wedding flu. Yeah, exactly. It's classic. Um, but it was funny because, well, we weren't able to record during the week, obviously, because you were. Yes, on your, my on your fault, guys. We're here now. Yes, well, wasn't an off-season thing. It was no, a James had the it flu. Was, thing. Yes, a James had the flu thing. Yes. But so slowly throughout the week, I could tell you were starting to feel better. And then last night, you were like, right, "I'm definitely doing the show on Saturday." I'm like, "Awesome." And then I get a text from you, and this is when I knew I'm like, "All right, James is back." Just making fun of Jonathan Gannon. Just, <laughs> no. just like nine o'clock at no, night. Out of nowhere, I see un- it. Yeah. Unsolicited shot at Gannon. And, and you're I'm like, like he's All right, good. He's good. good. He's, he's back. He, yes. he beat the flow. I am back. I beat yeah. the flow. Yeah. I beat and it was just a, a, another, you know, ill advised, made no sense shot at Jonathan Gannon. Oh, but, buddy. Oh, yeah. I take Patrick Graham over him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Gannon allowed less points than Graham did. I mean, the guy went to Yale. 
You know, yeah. look I, again. Yale. I, 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 didn't, I, think, I didn't go to Yale. I think they're the same. I think they're the same, in my opinion. Uh, but we don't have to get into Yale. No, There's more please. Things. Way more yeah. important. I don't want to put you back down. You yeah, know? Yeah, thank yeah. You. Let's talk about things You're I love. Just recovering. Like Doug Peterson in Super Bowl Fifty Two, and, yeah. and things that make me happy. Um, we will get to the Super Bowl line later, and of course, next week we'll have our big, you know, yep. Super Bowl parks picks pod with the game itself, all our so favorite many props. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Same game parlays. Oh, buddy. It's the, it's the mother decide. load of some game bar, same game parlays next week. I'm trying to decide if I want to do one parlay for like more money or a bunch of little parlays. I, I think I'm going to do, I think I'm going to, my as of now, right. we'll see. My general plan is to do like one, like three or four legger that I feel super confident about. And right. put more money on that. That's what I want. And then know. take some little shots. Because I feel like sometimes what I'll do is, and I did this for the Super Bowl last year, I did so many bets that it was like hard to track. So and- here's what we're going to do. I like this. So next week for the Parks Pick Spot, obviously we'll right. make our Super Bowl pick. We'll tell you some of our favorite parlays. But you and I will each give our our parlay that we're going to put money on. That's good. Like our, our that we're going to put a lot of money on, not like a two dollar, four dollar, whatever shot. Like that that we're putting twenty bucks on, thirty By the bucks way, on, whatever. Did I go two and zero last week again? I can't remember if I picked uh, the Niners because I definitely picked we, the Bengals. We both picked the Niners. Yes, yeah, so you All went right, two so I mean, I, I white I'm, hot playoffs. I'm like what six and well, one. I started, so I had the better first week. Right. And then you've but been we both had since. good weeks. So like, yeah, I think I we was were five and one. You were four and two. Right. So you and had an the, amazing playoff. So I'm like, I've gotten three wrong out of how many games? You are like what seven and three, I guess, Look or eight this. and three, or something. Look at like that. that. Phenomenal. This one's a tough. I will say the Super Bowl is tough. It's really tough, especially because like, and we'll get to it. But my heart, it, my is heart it, is in one place. Four. It was four last day. Look, we'll check the Parks app at the end of the pod to get the official line as of recording and all that, but. Um, I'm with you. It's a tough one because I mean, I'm. I think it goes without saying. I assume at least most people outside of LA are, are rooting for the Bengals. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you but know, the Rams winning wouldn't be bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't, hate I don't like the Rams. I like Matt Stafford. That's yeah. a great story. Odell. You know, his first year away from the Lions. Like, there's a lot of stuff I like about the Lions. Aaron Donald getting a Super Bowl, like all that stuff. Right. But I, I always, I've said this on this pod a million times. I've said it everywhere. Like, I just root for tortured fan bases. Like that's yeah. that's my number one. Unless there's like my favorite player from a Philly team who went somewhere, those kinds of like caveats. Like I generally lean towards the fan base that suffered. And, and Joe Burrow. fan base has suffered more than the Bengals? And then on top of it, Joe Burrow's our guy. I yeah. Mean, there's it's, no it's podcast a Joe Burrow pod. that was more all over Joe yeah. Burrow than this one. Like go back and listen to our pods from 2019 and 2020 when we were saying this guy is going to be a star yeah. in the NFL. I tweeted it on draft night. Like this guy is going to be a star. Some people just have it. Some just people just have they it. just have it. They just have it. Like they, Tom they Brady do, just had it. I'm exactly. not saying that's Burrow, but, no, but like, like he, he just wins. Like he's just, just yeah. and, and he's like a culture changer. Like he's yep. one of those guys who comes in and clearly, like they won six games the last now, two years. Six games the last years, and they're in the freaking Super Bowl. All that being said, I am leaning Rams. Like okay, I'm well, not good. making the pick yet, but like I don't know, man. Like four points well, is not a lot. It's good that you're, I think the Rams are uh, better. Uh, it's good to hear that you're betting with your brain. Because yeah. I'm I'm leaning Bengals well, right now. Well, to be clear, I'm picking with my brain. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm betting. I'm well, assuming. who knows? Yeah, that's. A good I don't point. bet to win. So. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm leaning towards my heart, and uh, it honestly, if in all honesty, I'm really leaning towards just to what we talked about, not betting against Joe Burrow. Yeah. Like that's kind of where my head's at, but but we have a week to figure this out. So right. We'll see. We'll get it. We'll talk a little bit more about the line at the end and what we think of it and where it should end up and all that. Um. Some quick Eagles things because because I've been out all week and then we'll get back to the gambling stuff. But um, Dougie P. Dougie P. My out man. of nowhere. So I would like to amend a statement I made uh, earlier uh, this season. I believe it was we were talking about Doug and the potential. And you said you know I want him in Jacksonville. I want him with Lawrence. Yeah, it's perfect. And I was like, don't do that to Doug. It's not fair. I can't. 
I don't want Doug to be at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Amending my statement, mostly because of how this is playing out, and it looked like Doug wasn't going to get another job. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't get a job this time when he was out looking for him, I think that's way worse than the Jackson. For sure. If he didn't get a job this time around, he probably would. I mean, who knows? Exactly. Look, the Jacksonville job job. definitely seems like a bad job from like a ownership. I mean, Trent Balky, the fact that he's had, I mean, he makes Howie look like a superstar. Yeah. All right. Like, Balky's an issue. Five straight years of new head coaches, four of which he fired. And clearly, uh, uh, you know, a uh, combative guy behind the scenes, it seems. Um, but you got Trevor Lawrence. Like, at least Doug's going to a spot where he has, you know, theoretically someone who could turn into a generational yeah. talent. Well, so I think from if you just rank the jobs for any head coach, Jacksonville's pro- – I mean, Houston, I would say, is probably the worst, worst one. Worst, but Jacksonville's but, probably But next. Jacksonville's yeah. right there. But I think for Doug specifically – this is a really good spot for him. Like, I think his strengths match up to what Jacksonville needs. Like, Jacksonville, let's be honest, they're, they're not like a let's win the Super Bowl team. They're a, like, let's be competent, get in the playoffs. Yeah, if we get nine wins, it's like, yeah. what a year, Doug. And I think well Doug done. can get nine wins. Low expectations is what you're saying. So I was looking at the Parks app, and they don't have division odds up yet, which is understandable, but they do have future Super Bowl odds. And here's what I would say. I, again, the Jaguars are not winning the Super Bowl. They are not. But I think they could win that division. I think the Colts are a bit of a mess. Wow, depending on what you do with coming in hot take. Well, the the one like the big potential shooter drop is, there is Rodgers to Tennessee, which is one of the big rumors well, now. But oh, really? I didn't see that rumor. Oh yeah, apparently yeah. that's like a like he bought a house outside Nashville. Apparently, oh really? But okay. I, that, they're not saying that's because of that. Well, like, that would obviously buys lots of houses. Be a game. And the but, Titans anyway are going to be good. Yeah, but like. And people listen to this pod know, for me, it's just the head coach and the quarterback. And I'm not huge on Trevor Lawrence, but I like him more than Carson. Mm-hmm. I probably like him more than Tannehill. Like, I'm not Oh, I huge. definitely like him more than yeah. Tannehill. And oh, then come on. Whoever, Tannehill's well, fine. But, Tannehill's fine. Yeah, but I think Tannehill's like, you know. Tannehill's better than Lawrence is right now. Tannehill's but, 12 to 16, depending on the day. In yeah, the and Lawrence, you hope. I mean, can be top five, overall. right? Exactly. That's the idea. And not just draft one overall. He's one, and whatever. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's Andrew Luck. Sometimes it's Yeah, he's like a whatever. generational guy. Exactly. He's one of those, like, you can't get a better quarterback prospect. Right. Although Burrow's clearly better. but Of course. But, yeah. I, but that's, you know, just in terms of coming into the draft and that whole process, like, you can't, we're only, after one year, you can't disregard all that. Right. Point. So here's what I would say. The Jaguars when are- When you're with Urban Meyer, no less. The ja- yeah. <laughs> the Jaguars are plus 10,000 to win the Super Bowl. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. But if they win the division then you have a Super Bowl team in the playoffs at plus 10,000. Sure. So I, I, would, like, I wouldn't do it, but I get I, your I mean, point. Like, you know, throw, throw five buck. bucks for Dougie P. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a bad point. Sure. I mean, because I think they could be for a Dougie, playoff team. Hashtag for Dougie yeah, P. Do it, yeah, bet it for Dougie. Bet do it, it for Doug. But, uh Do the Dougie. In all, there you go. In all seriousness, though, I do think it's a good spot for him. I feel like you have Lawrence, and not just that, like his, like I was saying, his strengths kind of match what Jacksonville needs. Jacksonville needs someone to come in there and be normal. Just be like a dependable, regular NFL head coach. Like, doesn't have to be special. Just goes down there, makes them respectable, and I think he can do that. I'll be interested to see how he fills the staff out. Who's the de- has there been anything on the coordinators yet? Just rumors. Just press rumors, Taylor, yeah. Mike well, Caldwell. Yeah, I mean, hopefully not Press Taylor. No, but that's the rumor. No, like I that, know, yeah, I'm just I'm, saying that is the rumor yeah, for his offensive coordinator. I'll be interested to see if his who his coordinator is. But if he can get a good defensive coordinator, like it probably won't happen. But I would love to see Jim Schwartz go there. It's just them like yeah, team back it up. It won't. But, it won't. But I think it would. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Look, Jacksonville beat well, the Colts. I don't also know. Also, let me say, for you know, outside of all that, to all the, I'll just say it, dumbass Jacksonville fans wow. out there I mean, no, who are uh, like upset. No earmuff. I mean, dumbass is not a curse. But you, you think, say you say earmuffs one, two, three. You say shit isn't a curse. Dumbass is way better than well, shit. Dumb. Well, we don't have to have this conversation, but dumbass does have a curse word you would definitely use for earmuffs. Ass. Yeah. No. 
You can really? say ass on the radio, dude. Really? Oh my god, Elliot. I think of ass as Elliot. like a top three curse word. <laughs> this, I mean, obviously I'm wrong. This is one of the biggest revelations in the history of our wow. show. Like I would You can say ass on the radio. Like I don't curse like, in front of my parents. The FCC par- is cool with ass. Like so I don't <laughs> there's so many I can't out, believe so this. many out of context I am blown quotes here. away by this. So like I don't curse in front of my parents, really. Like I wouldn't say ass in front of my parents. Wow. That is yeah. so funny. Tweet at Elliot and let him know what 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 I think it's definitely a curse word. No. Like all right, if you put no. it in a school paper, I think your teacher would be like I don't know. All I know is you can say it on the radio and you can't say it on the radio. Well, what's funny is, maybe it's because my background isn't in radio. Like, I'm very unaware of what you can and can't yeah. say. So you I'm can like, say ass on the radio. Yeah, I'm not going to do it because I'll still be nervous, yeah. but that's good to know. Anyway, yeah. back to your point. Okay, good. For all the people- Dumbass Jacksonville go, fans. Yeah. Um, being like, bad hire, yeah, it's so- unqualified. He won the freaking <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl! Like he's- and he was as big a reason as anybody in that moment that that happened, that right. run. He kept the team together. He called great plays. He got fools where he needed to be. I know he had help and all that, but like, man, it is for a franchise that just went through Urban freaking Meyer, which... Again, you know, not to toot our own horns, but we said was going to be a disaster. And Doug Marone. I mean, Doug Marone, yeah. list, the list of them. Like, to not think that getting Doug Peterson is a, a freaking coup for right. your team is you don't deserve to be football fans. So, like, I, I, stop. I am not a fan of retread coaches, as we've discussed. So, in that regard, like, so if this was a Jaguars pod, I think the, my hesitation would be retread. But outside of that, they got arguably the most qualified head coaching candidate out there, just in terms of the fact that he has won a Super Bowl. He, I mean, he checks boxes for me. You know, has as an offensive coach, develops, excuse me, develops quarterbacks and all that stuff. So I think, yes, for Jacksonville, this is, and again, like, he brings respectability. I saw someone tweet this. I think it's a good way to put it. Like, Jacksonville hired a head coach that has a Super Bowl ring on his hand. Yeah. Like, and they're the Jaguars. Yep. Like, they are the Jaguars. Like, they don't ever get the top coaching candidate. So, and Doug wasn't. Like, I do think if we're, you know, being honest with ourselves, the fact that Doug didn't get hired last year and really tried to get a job this year and got the Jaguars job, like, clearly he's not viewed around the league highly. As he's, we view him he's here. He's just not. But I do think— and Or we ta- super highly. I mean, he it, got a job and he got interviews. Like, he's he's viewed, but he's not viewed super correct. highly, I would say. Yeah. But I think, like—and we've talked about this before, how if the Eagles sign a player or whatever, if you look into Twitter mentions, like, how people respond to that player is a really good indication of who they are. I do think— like, I know more about Doug than a lot of the national no people. Doubt. Like, I, like, we covered Doug for five years. Like, no we doubt. were around Doug. We no saw doubt. him in different situations, no right? Like, yes. Doug is a good head coach. Like, he definitely arrowed down towards the end. And I think, like, the dysfunction with Carson, like, all that played into it. But, like, Doug is a good head coach. And Doug creates a real culture. Yes. Like, Urban Meyer's whole BS culture. Right. Like, Doug creates a real culture. And to your retread point, I generally agree, like, the... You know, unless it's like Andy who gets hired that same year right. and was like a weird situation. Like, very, it's rare that the retreads are great. Doug is a unique retread in the sense that, like, he got fired three years after winning the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. he didn't even and get a, a chance to turn his situation yeah. around and all that. So, and also, he's young compared to a lot of those retread guys. Like, he's not super old or anything. Right. He like was that. only head coach for five years. Like, it wasn't so like... I think he's, uh, like, not your classic retread, so to speak. No, and again, that's a that. freaking ring on his finger. Yeah. It's no. crazy. I can't believe the response. Well, here's to this. a question. Do you think he succeeds in Jacksonville? I do. Like, I do too. Relative, right? Like I don't. I, I, th- think... I think they can get seven games next year. Yeah, and I, in general, I think he makes them a a a playoff. Whether it's the seven seed, whether it's the division, I think he turns them into a playoff contending type team. Now, look, he right. needs support, right? He needs a GM who's going to make 
correct moves. So it was Bulky the GM. Yeah. But I thought I read something about him giving up personnel control and they were going to like uh, hire someone below him type of thing. It seems like he won the whole thing. I don't okay. know. Now, right. Maybe he will. Who knows? I, I mean, again, closely. such a twisted organization, but somehow Bulky comes out on top. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So either way, like any Jacksonville fans listening, which I'm guessing are, are not many, but if you're there, yeah. like- Well, they're all Doug fans. Be happy. Yes. Like seriously, like this is a really good thing for you guys. It, it really is. Um. Yeah, but I think seven games. And I'm happy for Doug. Yes, I, and look, look Jacksonville I'm, feels like he a lives Doug, down there already. So he feels like a fit from yes. that perspective. And I think this is where you want it to be. Like again, going to Minnesota, you have more talent, but ultimately, I think he's a Jacksonville type guy. I think the mood down there fits him. Like, I just think this is a good spot for him. All right, in a second, we're going to talk about as much as I love Doug, my single favorite thing yes. to talk about. But first, it is a great time of year. The big game. It's a week away. College and pro hoops are in full swing. And the Parks Casino Sportsbook app has your sports betting game plan. Winners need a game plan, right? The Parks Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app that I, that I recommend, that Elliot recommends, and so do a bunch of people here at WIP. John Ritchie, Mike Quick, Joe Conklin, Jody Mack. We all recommend the Parks Sportsbook app and join us as part of the home team at Parks. All the sports action plus 24-7 action at the Parks Online Casino. And it's all right in the palm of your hand. Nobody does live in-game betting better. And the live in-game betting is a wild ride. And and it is a way to make money. I'm it telling is. you. Like, I mean, I thought often about, again, the Chiefs-Bills thing, right? Where it was like they were plus 1,600 or whatever. You know? So they, live betting, like, it's also, like I've said this before, but it's such a good way to know where the game is going. Like, to, to however, when you're watching it, like totally. your rooting interest, like, you're, you know, if you're an Eagles fan, you're watching him. You're like, oh my God, they're down ten nothing. They're never going to win this game. And then you look, and the Eagles are still favored on the app. Right. Like it's good perspective as to where things totally. Actually stand. And also, it's a good opportunity where if you go into a game saying, "I like," I let's take let's take the big game like you and say, "I like Cincinnati" or "I like Los Angeles," and they go down seven nothing. Those odds are going to shift, and you can get Los Angeles at plus odds to win the game or yeah. whatever. Like if by just taking advantage of those little swings, always be. Paying attention Man, imagine to if it. you would have betted since bet Cincinnati betted. Imagine if you would have bet Cincinnati when they were down what twenty one uh, to three. Uh, can you imagine? Can yeah. you imagine? It must have been it's more money in the park. Gar- and right that's now. the idea and experience the thrill of the live betting action while it happens in the big game with Cincinnati and Los Angeles. So many ways to wager bet on player performances like touchdowns, passing yards, rushing yards, all the good stuff. We'll talk about it next week in detail. The Barksbooks app is safe and easy to use. Bet on more than just one score. Check out the same game parlays, which we love. And so much more. New customers make your first bet risk-free up to $500 right now. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com slash BA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your fist, your risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded site credit. The website has all the details. Get in on all the action now. The Park Sportsbook app. It's game time. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Um, we'll get to uh, another coaching thing in a minute, but... I can't tell you, especially you know, just coming out of my 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 heavy fluness yeah. and feeling yesterday's when I started to feel good again, and today I feel so much better. Like I don't think it's just, coincidence you started to feel better on February. 4th. I don't either. Yeah. To just spend the day on Twitter and just seeing all the memories, and in case you're wondering, did I watch the the game last night? Yes, I did. You did, of wow. course, for like the twenty. I've, time. I haven't rewatched it since the game. I've watched it like twenty times, Elliot. Well, I shouldn't say that. I rewatched it like initially right after. I've like, watched. I'm not kidding. 20-ish times. Wow. Somewhere in the 20 times neighborhood is how many times I've watched Super Bowl 50. Wow. That's it's, crazy. I, so many little things. Like, I get so many 
random thoughts, like all the underrated plays. Well, like the Corey Clement running catch is a Dude, big one. People yeah. never talk about it. The Philly yeah. special doesn't happen with that, like 60-yard Corey, a yeah. real route, and then he catches it and dives right yep. back in. Yeah. A phenomenal play. I Clement, he was gone. Period. Yeah. Clement, period. Clement, period. He, he, he might be the... Zone. He might be one of the all-time like most underrated not performances, big name, like but big time. Yeah. yeah, and most underrated performances from that game. And also, you know what? That's the he thing, could have though, been MVP. Like, all the skill players were great. Yeah, you know, like Nelson Aguilar had so many big catches in that game. Tory Smith even had some big catches. Alshon obviously he had, had the huge big catches. Third down catch on the Ertz first drive. Mont- yes. Yeah. Um, uh, the, all three running backs like we mentioned, Clement, yeah. but, but Blunt and Jai. Like at one point in the game, Jai's like seven for seventy, seven for seven, seven for seven. There you seven. go. You got it. Boom. Yeah. And Blunt was like nine for seventy. And like these guys, like they were churning it up. Yeah. Again, the most yards in any game in NFL history. My favorite well, Super Bowl stat. Um, it was it's really fun to rewatch and, and just remember the Rodney McLeod tackle on Brandon Cooks. Yep. It's third and two. If they get that first down, Rodney is it. If they get that first down, they probably score a touchdown. It's a whole complexion yeah. of a different game. Well, I just think what always stands out to me so much is when you watch the Philly special, is just how well executed it is. Oh, like it's, it's perfection. Just, you know, and like I think it's maybe because we've been watching sloppy Eagles teams. A lot of like we just talked about Doug. Like the Eagles got sloppy towards the end mm-hmm. with Doug, and with Sirianni, part of the year they were sloppy too. They improved as it went on, but like when you watch the Philly special, just how crisp it is. Perfect. Like, and that's not yep. a play you call. By the way, Sirianni, that's not a play you call if your team like can't, can't run, run it. it. You know, like, and you can just see how well they were coached. So like, it's a great play for so many reasons, obviously, but just the execution of it. The other Super Bowl thing that stuck out to me yesterday, and you would have been proud of your boy uh, Joe. Uh, you know, Jody Cameron, Joe John Ritchie. Like, their interview with Kelsey was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And the way he talked about it, just like, again, it's just, and we talked about when Brady retired. Like, the, it's just just a special Super Bowl. Like, and the Phillies World Series is special, obviously. Yeah. But the Eagles Super Bowl, it's just another level. Well, just like especially because level. even though the Phillies World Series, no, it was special because it had been 25 years since the championship. And, like, mm-hmm. for us, people our age, it was the first championship we ever won and all that stuff. But, like, the Eagles Super Bowl was the one we all waited for. Like yeah. every the Phillies won in eighty. I might not have been alive for that, but my dad was, my mom was, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Whereas, like for us, like an Eagles Super Bowl was everything, and for them, an Eagles Super Bowl was everything. And to your point, it was one of the most fun Super Bowls I've ever watched, empirically, like inarguably. Again, the most yards in any game in NFL yeah. history, like any game. I mean, not there was any playoff game, points. not any Super Bowl, like any game. Seventy-four points. It's crazy. And we saw Tom Brady throw for 505 and lose. Yep. You know, uh, so many different plays. Again, it has an iconic named play in it. And to your point you just made, for us as Eagles fans, like, obviously the story itself is like magical storybook with the Foles thing and all that. But but also just the, that that group of guys, from Kelsey to McLeod yeah. to Lane to Malcolm to Nick to, like, all these guys, like, Awesome people, like awesome individuals who hurts, like who matter in this city and will be remembered as yeah. like not just great players, but great people. Like that's rare. Nate that Sudfeld. Of, yeah, exactly. Of course. <laughs> but like that's like, you know, like the Chiefs. Like you, yeah. you talk about the Chiefs all the time. And it's like I'm happy for Andy and Mahomes seems like a great dude, but there are definitely some not great dudes on that team. For Guys sure. who you don't love to root for. Like yeah. that Eagles. Brandon team, Brooks, but you can go LeGarrette Blunt. The whole like, crew, right? Chris yeah. Long. Like, yeah. like it was just a team full of awesome dudes yeah. who were who banded together and made this special thing happen. It really like I always say it, but I truly believe it in my soul. Like I don't think we could have dreamed of having a better first time. No, I I agree. Uh, and I mean, I was thinking about this during the Kelsey interview when he was talking about it. Like, and we've we've talked about this a little bit, but for me, like I do think it's gotten to the point 
where like in my opinion, just like through my lifetime, my experiences, like, and I understand that's different from other people. Like Kelsey's the best Eagle of all time. And now Reggie White's the most talented Eagles player of all time. And Dawkins clearly is like Mr. Eagle. Yes. But like, you know, like Dawkins, I don't know. Like I've seen all of Kelsey's career. I've lived through the ups and downs of it. I saw him win the Super Bowl. I saw him be bad that one year. Like when Dawkins was, what year was he drafted? 98, uh, 97? Somewhere in that range. So like I didn't really yeah, like experience right. like his come up, right? And like, you know, then he was with the Broncos. And I don't know, just for me, and I would imagine there's people out there that feel the same way. Like it's not a disrespect to Dawkins at all. But I also think, like, when you watch a team and follow them, you can't help but let your own experiences impact how you view lists and, like, how you rank people. And I think the Super Bowl, like, I just think Kelsey, to me, is now, like, he, to me, he's, like, the number one eagle. Like, you, you're encompassing everything. I just think he's the number one Yeah, eagle. I mean, Tim or Dawkins, I agree. And again, and Dawkins, like, and, no and, shot and at I Dawkins. think the Super Bowl really helps. Forgot to mention BG before, of course. Yeah, the, I mean, you could go on and, and on. And that's the thing, like, like, you know, for me, like, my three favorite Eagles of my lifetime are Jason Kelsey, Nick Foles, and Brandon Graham. Like, those are right. my three favorite. When you take everything into account, on-the-field play, moments, and off-the-field personality, the way I got right. to know them when I worked for the team, how nice to me they were, all that stuff taken into account, they're my three favorite of all time, and they were three of the most important people on that team. Like, yeah. It's special, man. Well, but yeah, I, I, look, I think Kelsey's right there in the all-time. Well, Eagles. I just think, like, and Dawkins, and that's the hard part is like Dawkins is the same way. Like when Dawkins talks, you can hear the passion in his voice. So like he's like Kelsey in that regard. But like Jason Kelsey crying on the radio this week, talking to the camera about it. You know, it's just like things like that. I I don't know. But to your point, yeah, the team was super likable. I. It's funny is the only maybe guy that like wasn't like super warm and fuzzy was Alshon. But yeah, and then, Jason Peters. But even then. I but think the interview- Peters wasn't on the he was hurt then. And even then by at that point we thought of Peters reverentially. We hadn't got he was still the bodyguard. We hadn't gotten yeah. like, and I think the same thing with Alshon though. Like I think Alshon, that stuff happened after. Like during the Super Bowl, like Alshon was still the funny guy who had that great interview. I was, I was the going with this. The like, interview where he, he talks came about here yeah. to play with MVP Carson and all that. Like I think at that point Alshon was still super lovable and all that. Yeah. And I think but also like in hindsight, right, with the whole way the way the whole thing Carson played out, like, do we give Alshon a little bit of a like a little credit in the past, like a little hindsight because like, yeah. well, that was what something, wrong, buddy? Oh, that what was, wrong? That was something like took on a life of its own because the quote to Josina itself, if it was Alshon, the quotes to Josina itself were not that bad. No. You know, like I think they like, like when you hear about the story now, you would think he like slammed Carson. The whole thing wasn't, it wasn't like he should like check it down more. Yeah. Like it, it, it wasn't was very like, innocuous you know, in right, hindsight. But it just took on a life of its own. So, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's been four years. Like, Another takeaway I have from being there, like being at the Super Bowl, is I had covered, I think, three Super Bowls or four Super Bowls at that point. And I remember the first time I walked in the Super Bowl winning locker room, I was like, wow, this is just not exciting. Like, I, I remember the Patriots were the first first Super Bowl I covered, the Patriots won it. I walk in and I'm like expecting like bonanza, like champagne. And they're just like getting undressed, like like nothing exciting. And I don't know if it's because I knew the Eagles players, but the difference between the Eagles Super Bowl locker room and, like, the other locker rooms I'd been in was, like, they were actually celebrating and the other teams were just kind of, like, going about their business. Well, it goes back to what I was saying. I think it was, like, a group of guys who really loved each other and really cared about each other. And you saw it all season long, the we all we got, we all we need, the underdog mask. Like, the whole thing, like, they bonded in a way that that a lot of teams don't. Yeah. It was a special thing. And I think you saw that celebration as, as a result of, like, Winning the Super Bowl with all these guys they love and all this special moment thing and all, that. and it was really from the start of the game. Like the whole, 
you know, we joke about it, but really when when the the Patriots come out to crazy train or whatever, and it's like, okay, you know, like, oh, and then, and then they, they just come uh, out yeah. to Ma- Meek Mill and like they're all like losing their minds. It was and stuff. insane. It's like, like that's what that team it's was. It's my favorite video to watch that I recorded. That's what that yeah. team was. Yep. And I think that's I what made it special. All right. A um, couple quick things before we get out of here. Uh, we'll get to the Super Bowl line really quick at the end, but um, we got to mention the Brian Flores thing. Um, I have not gotten to catch say, up on it been quite as much as been much happening, but yeah. um, I mean, you know, I mentioned on a pod a few weeks ago, like the fact that Mike Tomlin's the only black head coach in the NFL. It was is, hired like eighteen years is ago. Is one of the most absurd things that I could possibly imagine. I mean, this is a league that is predominantly black. Like the vast majority right. of players are black, and you're telling me that we have one black head coach? Like it is an embarrassment. Like an embarrassment in every level, and I don't care what any. Owner, anyone tries to say it is absolutely a thing. It is yeah. real. There is no denying it. And I, the NFL has to do something because because this it's it's an embarrassment. I'm embarrassed as an NFL fan to see this play out this way. And you know me, I'm a, as big a Brian Flores guy as, as you meet. You are, and, and I'm I am, not, I am which fully is ironic, supportive of my guy. Yeah. I love you. Brian. And look, in this instance, and we've joked about Flores right, as and a all coach, that stuff. As a coach, yes, this as is a Brian coach, Flores, the person. Yeah, I don't like think what he's was. doing. I think his heart is like. It takes a lot of chutzpah exactly. to do yeah. what he's like, doing. He, what he's trying to do He's risking his brave. NFL career. Uh, exactly, 100%. His heart is 100% in the right place. What I think, what I've been trying to think about a lot this week is like, what's the solution? And that's such like a heavy, complex question, and I don't know what the solution is. Like the obvious solution is teams should hire more people of color as their head coaches. Like, first of all, like all that aside, there are tons of really qualified people of color that are they should be getting these jobs, right? So there's definitely that. I mean, we go through the list. We talk about every year. Byron Leftwich. Byron Bowles, Leftwich like, would have been, I mean, I said Doug was probably the most qualified. You would, you Leftwich, would Leftwich was my over number everybody. one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Todd Bowles, like, I know he had a chance once, but it was a, a interim retread type of thing. Like, Todd Bowles has shown enough that he deserves a shot as right. a head coach again. So one of the most interesting things I've and read. Those are two of many. Yeah. You know? And look, we talk a lot about the Eagles on the, on this. Obviously, we talk about the Eagles a lot on the pod. And, like, they are, in my opinion, a very well-run organization. I respect the way they're run. But they also can't hide from the fact that they have not had a coordinator, head coach of color since Ray Rhodes. Ray Rhodes! Right. So, like, I, I don't – and I think that's the interesting part about the problem. Like, I, I don't think Lurie is purposely not hiring African Americans or, you know, as coaches. Like, I don't. But at the same time, like, the proof is in the pudding. Like, they have – they are not a team that has done that. So, one of the most interesting columns I've read about this, uh, I think it was from Robert Klemko um, of Sports Illustrated. I don't know if he still works there. I think but, he's Washington Post now maybe yeah, or something like that. and – it was one of the more interesting ways on like where this problem is coming from, and I think a large part of the problem is like the, the owners are are all white, yep, right? 100%. And like they're all old and like it's all white, guys. exactly. No right. question. Um, and, so and and the vast majority of of general managers are white too. Yeah, but the article was saying how like one of the reasons you don't see a lot of uh, African American coaches on the offensive side of the ball in then becoming head coaches in a league that like I like offensive coaches. We talk about this all the time. And the article is basically saying, like, because for a long time, African-American people didn't play quarterback as much because for, you know, all those reasons. Right. And he was the article was saying that because of that in the coaching tree, like when they moved up, they weren't former quarterbacks. And so many teams like to hire former quarterbacks. And the article was kind of saying, like, that's changing now. Right. So I thought that was a very interesting point on, like. We can all try to think of solutions, and I and I think the NFL is going to do things like incentivize with draft picks and all that stuff. But I think the Robert Klemko article really, to me, seemed like a a real like actual thing that could change us. Now, the frustrating thing is it's going to take some time. Like it's going to take you know five years for these people to like get out of playing quarterback, and become coaches, and all that. But yeah, it's, Leftwich, an example. Yeah, of someone it's who's... 
it's like uh like you said it's a, a major problem that they have to it's fight. massive it's and it's a really uh you know it's a, a real ugly stain on yeah. the NFL right now and it's it's embarrassing they should be embarrassed and well there there could there likely won't be it'll all the head coaches this cycle are hired are likely going to be white yeah, unless because right? I mean, yeah, in I mean, Texan, the Houston, I don't think I think it's well, just they Gannon said Flores is one of their finalists, right? But, it's but like, obviously, they're come not on, hire Flores. I right. mean, if they did, I would, you know, it'd be great. I give them a lot of credit. I don't think they will, but right, uh, yeah, it looks like all the coaches are gonna be white. Which again, we will go into next season. Is Mike Tomlin the only black head coach in the NFL? I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, just say that sentence. It's it's pure absurdity. Again, when in a league where the the vast predominance of players are black, like that is, it it doesn't jive. It doesn't match up. Right. You know. So, um, all right. Um, and we'll obviously talk about this story more as it goes on, because this is, I think, a big deal, and it should be a big deal for yeah, the NFL. Yeah, and look, I know we're talking about this third on the pod, but like, it's obviously the biggest story. Yeah. Me and James don't have the answers, but it, I think it's... We, we want to talk about it no matter past, what. we've brought these issues yeah. up, I think it's important to at least bring up. And we will continue to. Um, all right, last thing before we get out of here, let's open up the Park Sportsbook app, see where the line is at. I just want your feel of whether it's the right line, where right. you think the line will end up. It's opened at three and a half, it moved to four. Rams, three and a half Rams. Three and a half Rams. Let's see if it is It is still Rams minus four. Do you think it stays at four? Do you think it moves back towards the Bengals? Do you think it moves back towards the Rams? More? So I think it probably moves towards the Bengals by the time the game gets I think it moves towards the, the Rams. Line I think it's like a, four and a half by the time okay. the game is. I think, think the line's like in the right place. Like, I don't think okay. it's a, a wrong it's line. It's a fair line. Yeah. And it's a tough line. Like, that's how I know it's in the right place. Because I sit here and I'm like... I just can't picture the Bengals losing. Like, I think they're at a point where I'm done doubting them. They came back against the Chiefs. Like, they had a more impressive path. Who they beat? The Raiders, the Titans, and the, the uh, and the right? Chiefs. Yeah. So they, I think, Two in my three opinion, on the had road, a too. more impressive path than the uh, the Rams did. But the Rams are at home. They're playing so well. I mean, I know the Bengals. Look, the are Rams too. are more talented man for man. Yeah. I think if you're betting on the Bengals, you're betting on Burrow over Stafford. I mean, well, I, I think at least. Yeah, I mean, but like, and Stafford's great. It's not a grip. I think they have the head coach advantage too. Taylor over McVay. Wow. No, no, no. The Rams. Oh, I the agree. Rams. I You're think they're more talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, they yeah I think they have a coach advantage. I think they're more talented man for man. They have more. They certainly more blue chippers to my thing. You know, like right. with Ramsey and Donald and uh, Cooper Cup and all these guys. Like, and there are blue chippers obviously on the Bengals, but it's like Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, and like right. then there's got T. Higgins, a very Higgins, good player, yeah. but not maybe not blue chip and. You know, Mixon's very good, but I don't know if he's blue. I mean, chip. the offenses are probably even. Offenses are pretty close. Yeah. yeah. And look, the, the the guy who's not getting talked about enough, and to the point, I don't even know what his name is. The Bengals defensive coordinator has done a masterful yeah. job. Yeah. Well, especially like, in second half. Masterful job. Yep. Like, talk about it. We give Jonathan Gannon credit at times this season for right. adjusting. Deservedly like, so. This guy's a master yeah. adjuster. I mean, and they don't have a ton of talent on defense. No. Right? That's like, the I'm thing. Trying to think. I mean, they no, have the I, pass rusher whose name's blanking me right now, but like. I can barely name guys on their defense. Yeah, exactly. And they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. This Bengals team is the least players I can probably name on a Super Bowl team in as long as I can remember. Yeah. I mean, Burrow, Chase, I can name the offense. Higgins. The yeah. tight end might not play. Usman. Uzoma. Or, yeah, Uzoma. Um, yeah, Tyler yeah. Boyd. Like, I can name the receivers and the running backs. Joe Mixon, Shamaj P. Ryan. Who, by the way, Shamaj P. Oh, and Ryan. obviously Eli Apple because he's such an ass app. Yeah. He's there. Shamaj P. Ryan is, like, a very classic, like, looks so much older than he is, guy. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, when I see him, I'm like, he looks you look like, like he's 35. Yeah, you've been playing yeah. in the league for, like, eight years. Yeah. So, um, it'll be fun. I think, yeah. if nothing else, it, it's... Uh, I'm definitely going to end up betting back. I think it's always fun, especially after, you know, and I, look, we both like greatness. We both respect greatness. But, like, we've had no so deal. many Super Bowls with the Chiefs and with the Patriots and with Pete Manning back in the day and stuff. Like, to have the Bengals in the Super Bowl and, and the Rams, too. It's not like, I know the Rams weren't a few years ago, but but historically, you know, since Warner, this is only a second time. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's fun to have kind of a fresh Super Bowl I mean, matchup. look, it, like, 
I want Burrow to win it, but it would be fun if Stafford. Won I won't it. be upset also, if, Matt if Burrow wins. wins. He has to recreate the pitcher doing the cigar, right? Of course. Like you, like just talk about your all-time flexes. Like uh. to to do that at LSU in this instance, like. Obviously, he won't retire, but it's almost like why even yeah, keep playing? Right. Well, because he could, and then he's like, "Oh, you thought Mahomes was the next Brady? Hey guys, yeah, hey, he'll he'll Hello. tie Mahomes for Super Bowls. Yeah, he's only one right? year younger than Mahomes, though, so he's not like way younger and stuff like no, that. No, but I mean, he won't be ahead of Mahomes at this point. No, but, but like, if he really impressed. if he wins a Super Bowl, I don't know. And look, I think you, I said this to you last time, but I think if you if you want to take contract status into account, like I think Joe Burrow is the most important asset in the yeah, NFL. This is what I was saying with Herbert. I just had the wrong guy. Yeah, it was Burrow. Yeah, it was and Burrow's Burrow. still there. He's still top four. You yeah, know, but agreed. So, um, all right, awesome. Next week we'll dive into the Super Bowl. We'll give you our favorite parlay, odd stuff, and look. If you listen to this really quickly after it's up, check us out on WIP one yeah. to three. We're on uh, on back on the radio. Uh, my return to the radio after. Triumphant return. Yes, triumphant. Um, any final thoughts? So I have a really good final thought. Oh! But I but like I just don't know if we have time for it. Do you want to save it or do you want to say it? Go, we, I mean, it's all right. All right, okay. Go so, for it. Just, just do it. it. So I've spared you this somewhat because you've been sick this week. My dog, Kingsley, took my wallet and hid it in the house somewhere. And I've I, I it's been a week. I have not been able okay, to. Okay, so here's the funny thing is, is the last time we hung out, last week after yes. the show, whatever. Saturday. Was the day where you go in and you're like, I can't find my wallet. It was you're when like, it just started. Yep. You're yep. like, I don't know where it is. You're like, I know it's at home somewhere because I haven't left the house since I, I didn't I ordered have cookies it. I ordered on Thursday cookies. night. Yeah. yeah, we talked about the cookies. Yep. On the last spot. Um, and you were like, I just can't can't find it. I don't know where it is. I'm like, well, it has to be somewhere. Still haven't talk- found so it. So this is what happened? Still haven't found it. Kingsley yep. hit it? Kingsley, and again, Kristen gets mad when I blame Kingsley, which, like, it's true. I ultimately lost the wallet. Yeah. But, like, he definitely took it and put it somewhere. <laughs> there's no, like, like, there's no question about it. And he must have hit it somewhere in the house. And it's, like, to the point where, so he has bones he hides around the house. If I see him pick a bone up, I've You'll been following him. him around the house, trying to find my wallet. I've given up at this point. I ordered a new wallet. Oh. I, I got a wallet that has like a tracker in it so I can find it in the house. So you lost. So it's you, gone. I have to get all new cards. Look, I have, a, I have a, cards. New, a new swipe in card. Like, oh. just gone. And here's the That fact. is such a disaster. I am going to find it once my new wallet arrives. Of course. The yeah. moment, that day you're going to find it. Let That's me tell you. Works. I would rather have lost it in an Uber. I'd rather, honestly, I'd rather have charges on my card. And at least have it be out in the world, <laughs> than knowing that it is in my house. And you had to do it. And this. I, I can't even tell you how many times I've looked in the couch as even or like my pockets, knowing I've already checked there and just being like, maybe I missed it. It's the most frustrating thing I have ever been through. I can't only I mean, how would it be like hours of time you spent looking for it? Unbelievable. Yeah. On Saturday night uh. after the show last week, me and Kristen spent like two hours looking in the house for it. Couldn't find it. Looked everywhere for it. Uh. So to the guy that on the pod that invited me to a show that night, I was going to go, but I couldn't find my wallet. And now you know I wasn't lying. There you go. Yeah. It's wow. uh, unbelievable. That it's, is, it's James. It's the worst. I, feel, I know you were sick this week, but I, like, no, I legit feel that sounds worse. It's that terrible. Worse. Well, There's also worse everybody I tell wallet. goes like, "Oh, did you look in the couch?" And I'm like, "Yes." What you, the oh, first, come like, on. Or like, or they'll go like, "Well, when's the last time you had it?" I'm like, "Oh, good question. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I didn't maybe think about I, that. Maybe, maybe I should else. think about the last time I had it. Maybe it's there. Like, it's just it's the worst. Wow. It's literally the worst. I'm happy you can move on with a new wallet now. Yeah. Well, I did. Yeah. The bright side is I did need a new wallet, but it's. Buddy. I came and talk about it. Honestly. I I could tell. I yeah. like you. Should, I wish you could have all seen Elliot and like the difference in tone and facial. It's, like like he was like it gets my blood boiling. I could tell. I could tell. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, uh, this was really fun. Yeah, it was good. I'm happy to be good back. Good to be back. My final thought is happy to be back. Um, next week, normal, we're all good. Uh, assuming I don't get the flu again, which would be really weird. So, Or I don't get the flu. Yeah, don't get the flu. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, everyone, as always, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you.